0: 0818 715 815 Hello, good afternoon and you're very welcome to Live Line.
1: 51551 is our text number. Any Monday now we could do from one forty five until 3 o'clock with taxi stories. Uh, one, on availability of taxis all over the country. And two, the big one since uh, the... the Price increase was given on the 4th of September. Remember, the price increase was given on the basis from the National Transport Authority, who regulate these things, that uh, all taxi drivers must accept contactless payments. Now, there was no uh, penalty if they didn't, but we were all led to believe that this was the reason they were being given the price increase. Well, the, the number of people who are being told to get out of a taxi are not allowed into a taxi if they eventually get a taxi. When they ask, uh, when the driver asks them, have you uh, got cash? And they say no, and uh, they say, do you take credit cards? No, no reason given. And then they, they say, well, I might be able to take Revolut. Which of course is that's a one to one personal payment. You can't uh, do it that way either. Um, well, I'm, I'm sure it's legal, but it's not a, a, what the NTA. But there's no there's no policing of this. But the, an incident uh, that happened. Uh, my next quarter's fiance puts all of this uh, in the shade because it's a horrific incident. Sarah Sarah Kennedy. Good afternoon.
2: Good afternoon.
1: And Sarah, what happened?
2: And um, basically, my fiance um he ordered a taxi from our home yeah and he the taxi came basically and uh picked him up collected him and he was gone for some time and I was like what is going on yeah and then i had texted him just before um he had rang me okay and um he was fuming he was like going on a mad one, like kind of,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and he was like, um, "You're not going to believe it." And I was like, "What's after happening?" He was like, "Oh, the taxi driver is after um, throwing me out of the taxi because I took an epileptic seizure, and um, it's obviously because my
3: yeah.
2: fiance has epilepsy, yeah. so he's obviously you know prone to having seizures." And I said, "What?" I said, "Say that again." And he says, "Um." the taxi driver threw me out of the taxi because I had a seizure. I said, are you serious? And I just went absolutely mad. I said, no, that's wrong. I said, yeah. he shouldn't have done that. And like the time of night as well that it was, I said, he certainly shouldn't have done that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, this needs to be like, you know, taken further. And now he did and I did. And um, we emailed the company, that the taxi driver okay. was under, yeah. and um, we heard stuff back, but it wasn't what we exactly wanted. So, mm-hmm. I said the next best thing was to, you know, go on and make it aware to people. Like this is ha- this is what's happening outside of.
1: And what was the re- what was the nature of the response from the taxi company? Fair play to you for taking it on, by the way. Um, mm. uh, what was the nature of the response from the company?
2: Basically, they just, they were fobbing us off and they were saying basically, oh, you need to email this place and that place and you need to email this person and that person. And I was like, they're Mm. basically sending me on a wild goose chase. Now, I'm not having this because, like, they're not even given a number to ring, you know, that kind of way. They're all given emails. And I was like, okay, fair enough. Yeah, emails. That's fine. But... There has to be some sort of number to actually talk to someone like mm-hmm. it can actually be sorted and dealt with you know over a phone if you get me.
1: And were you, were you you weren't offered a we offered a phone number.
2: No, we weren't even offered a phone number. We weren't offered we were only offered an email twice I think it was.
1: And did you get on to the taxi regulator? They're the ones that are paid to regulate.
2: Yeah, he... Um, my fiancé got on to them and he emailed them. Um,
1: Why, could he not ring them either?
2: I don't know. I, ha- I don't think so. Yeah. Um and he emailed them anyways and they were the ones that sent us on another email as well and we were like what's going on like we like we need to get to the bottom of this this is not acceptable mm-hmm. like you know because this person could do this to you know God forbid Joe if this was an elderly person you know or something like that that Something happened to them. Like you know, I'd be afraid for life if that happened.
1: You know. So then, your fian when, when you got talking to your fiance in in great detail, Sarah. Yes. What, what what did he say happened? What, what was his memory of what happened? Was he mid journey? Was he getting out of the cab or?
2: And um, when he came out of his seizure, he was actually in his destination where he was okay, going. Okay,
3: he
1: was at okay.
2: And. Then the driver just started roaring, saying, um, "What you call this? What you call this? Get out, get out!" Um, like basically to get out the taxi. And he said, "But before that, I can't like remember anything before that. Like I can't remember if he was talking to me, what he said. Nothing. He said I can't remember anything. And now that is genuine. Like that genuinely happens." Um, with him like he can't actually remember the previous conversation that he had but did, had you know that kind of thing.
1: does you remember if well it's hard now does, d- did the taxi driver ask him what's wrong with you or what's happening to you
2: no he just goes what do you call this what do you call this and get out my taxi that's all he said
1: to him yeah but I okay, so, so what do you think and what does your fiance think the taxi driver was thinking
2: Um, Well, I personally think, like, he he obviously got a fright and he didn't know what was going on. Maybe, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Okay, You know, and I will, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt there, but it was the way he kind of spoke to him and left him there. Do you know, he shouldn't have left him there. He didn't even help him, to be honest. My fiancé said he didn't even help him. He didn't, you know, he actually struggled to get out of the taxi by himself. And then the driver just went off.
1: Did he take the fare, by the way?
2: No, he didn't. Thank God.
1: But the other thing as well is, just to be clear, your your mm-hmm. your fiance. I know the answer. He didn't. He didn't. As the phrase is, isn't it? He didn't soil the taxi.
2: Exactly. He
1: didn't get mm-hmm. sick or anything.
2: No, this is it. Like he didn't get sick. He didn't do anything else. Like you know. The only thing that happened was he had a seizure and that was it. And this is the way he was treated and spoke to and he was but, just left there.
1: But come at it well, I'm trying to come at it another way, Sarah. Um mm-hmm. there's forty thousand people in Ireland approximately who have epilepsy. Yeah.
3: Um
1: now apparently ignorance of epilepsy in Ireland is shocking as well. Forty percent mm-hmm. of people in the survey um mm-hmm. said they they've never come across anyone with it. But if somebody in the back of your car mm-hmm. is having a fit. Yeah. Surely the first thing you'd say is, I need to get to a hospital.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's I need what to drive
1: to an A and E.
2: Mm-hmm. That's what I said. And he should have done like and all, all right. my friends had said that. My friends had said the first thing he should have done was bring your fiance to you know, a hospital or a nearby hospital and they're like surely to God like there is a nearby hospital around Do you know that kind yeah, of there's way
1: enough, Yeah,
2: and he could have brought him there but he didn't he left him there and he drove off
1: yeah did, did your partner get the number or the the red he
2: has all the details that, yeah okay. yeah he has all the details there yeah
1: well then the national transport authority has anything like this happened before when he's when he's had um an epileptic attack before
2: have you ever Not, been,
1: have you ever been with him when he had one?
2: Oh yeah, I have. I've ha- I have been with him when he's had one.
1: And what's what's when when he when it happened the first time, Sarah? What mm-hmm. was what was it like for you?
2: For me, it was pretty scary. Yeah. I will admit that now. And um, like, don't get me wrong. I've seen people obviously having seizures before, but I haven't actually, you know, dealt with it. Yeah. myself, you know, as such, you know, as a person. um, But to deal with it, it was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Like, what do I do? What do I do? But I knew straight away what to do, which I was, you know, kind of happy about because I was on the ball, you know, that kind of way.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, But, yeah, no, it was pretty scary the first time it did happen.
1: And did he has he ever talked about other episodes where he's been on his own? Has he ever been mis misdealt with before?
2: Not that we have talked about. No, he has never um said like anything like that happened before. He said there was always somebody there to help yeah. him, do you know, that kind of way. And there was always someone around. Like he was never alone. Like he never really is alone. Um mm. And how was he like,
1: afterwards? He's, he has to get out of this taxi.
2: Yeah, he had to get out of this taxi. Was there anyone
1: by else? Was anyone else? Because after you have, I uh, know, <clears throat> but after you have an epileptic, epileptic attack, you are extraordinarily tired, are you not?
2: Yeah. Yeah, he gets very tired. Like, I don't, even you know, from experience from himself, like, that he would get very tired. And
3: yeah.
2: what tends to happen is when you have an epileptic seizure, you tend to, like, seize, like, you're what you call it, your bones and your muscles, not bones. Your muscles tend to seize up and tighten. And it obviously takes them a while, you know, to come around, you know, like to loosen back up again. So you're actually able to move and get up and do things. And he was saying to me, like, when he got home, he was saying that when he actually got thrown out of the taxi, Uh At that time, he was literally only out of his seizure and he was barely able to, like, stand up. Like, he was Mm -hmm. kind of wobbly, if you get me. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that he has actually done this. Like, this person has done this. Like, you know, I'm sure he's seen somebody that has had a seizure before, I'm sure. Like, you know.
1: And the other thing as well is, just, like, before a seizure... Mm-hmm. My knowledge of it is, before a seizure, everything is perfectly normal. Yeah. Mm. It's not as if you slowly go into a, 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 a tiredness and you're slurring your words or your mm-hmm. head is drooping or whatever. It's a very, yeah. it's, it's it's a very sudden event. Yeah. So it that is. would obviously suggest to somebody, this is, or could be, a medical emergency. Yeah. This person mm-hmm. was ground when they get into my cab. Yeah. They were perfectly compassmentius, and now something untoward has happened now yeah. ha, can can your fiance has he got a driving license? no, he doesn't no would he be allowed to get a driving license?
2: I don't think so no he like he he did drive um a few a couple of years ago and mm-hmm. um, now this was before we even got together. And he did drive, but then he got his license taken from him because of epilepsy.
1: Oh, okay. Mm. And I think you have to be so many years free of an attack.
2: That's it, Maybe. yeah, I think yeah. it's a
1: year, actually. We'll, we'll double check. I think you have to be yeah. a year free of an attack before you can apply mm. again.
2: I think so, yeah. I think it is.
1: Okay. How is he now? How is he after that?
2: He's good,
1: yeah. 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 Okay. He's
2: doing okay now, thank
1: okay. God, you know. Okay. but Well, don't, don't let it go.
2: No, I'm so not. I'm, I'm that type of person that I wouldn't let it go. Yeah, you know the right, kind of way. Yeah, you're right. You're right.
1: And I just you you say, know, you're doing it for other people.
2: And is he, I'm trying to make it.
1: And after that episode, would he be nervous going out on his own?
2: Yeah, he did say that himself. Okay. He did say, "I will be nervous to go out by myself in case oh God,
1: yeah. something
2: like this has happened, like okay. does happen again." You okay. know, so.
1: Okay, Sarah, that's Sarah Kendi. Thanks indeed, Sarah, and kind regards to you and uh, Francie. Is there a date, by the way, if he's your fiance? Sorry? Is there a date for the wedding if he's <laughs> no, your fiance? Not yet. No, <laughs> not yet. No, okay, not well, yet. Best of luck. Best of luck, anyway. Okay, thanks. Sarah, thanks indeed. Joe at rt.ie 5155 wants the text number.
0: Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on O eight one eight seven one five eight one five. And Joe at RT.ie um Rose, this
1: the decision of the Lord Mayor of Dublin to which is the prerogative of the Lord Mayor of Dublin, regardless of who it is that they are not going to have animals or a crib outside the mansion house this Christmas. Rose, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. And your your reaction to this. Oh I'm devastated.
4: Uh, it's tradition for us to travel
1: up to the city on the 8th of December and go to the crib at the mansion house. And what do you like about the crib? What's so.
4: Oh, it's it's so uh, it's so wonderful to see the animals in the setting with the straw and uh, watch the children's reaction. It's unique. And the little choir of angels from the local school make the day.
1: Um, and the, the reason that has been given by the Lord Mayor that she wants to update it, or sorry, go back, to, there's going to be a sleigh, there's going to be a post box, there's going to be, uh, it's going to be more interactive. But Sir sure, Joel, that's all covered in And the more, post-box. sorry, in fairness, it's more inclusive.
4: Oh, no, I don't think, it, there's already, uh, oh, well, always in the Jervis Street Centre, um a big display for Christmas and then you have the post box at the GPO and that's
1: that's where most children post their letters yeah, well, Post boxes are everywhere they can post the box, post boxes aren't they, anywhere um, do you but Rose what about the whole uh, the whole issue of animals being in one spot all day oh but sure they've been doing doing that for 27 years and we
4: must continue to support that farmer that supplies the animals
1: yeah, OK, OK. Now, the Green Party, I know they've doubled down on it, but they've said there's been no... Uh, I heard one councillor on this morning saying um, the public reaction to this has been very positive. And uh, it's mainly the political parties that are storing this up. Frank, Frank, good afternoon.
5: Good afternoon, Joe.
1: What do you think of the decision you've contacted us? What's what's the, what's your opinion? Uh The
5: first thing I heard of this was in the Irish Independent either Friday or Saturday morning. And I never heard of this protocol committee. The mayor seems to have proposed it, and it was passed by the other members of this protocol
1: committee. Mm -hmm. By the way, we've asked the Lord Mayor to command the programme, but she's unavailable. Um, Go ahead, anyway. Go through the process, then, as you understand it.
5: Um, Well, nobody was consulted about this in terms of the public, what did the public think about it, the fact that it's it's been going on since the mid-90s. And really, Joe, what I'm asking about is the boys and girls, the children of Ireland, the grandparents and parents in generations, who've come over to see the crib. Uh, The crib is a wonderful uh, spectacle of peace and goodwill and the whole spirit of Christmas.
1: And And the crib was
5: always with the animals, Mm -hmm. and to have live animals there... The, uh, the donkey, the goat, the sheep, or whatever they have there. Mm. And the children, their eyes just jump out, looking at the animals there, and the whole interaction of the children with the farmer and what have you. And, and it's wonderful, particularly for children in the city, who probably wouldn't have access to animals like that from the country. And um, regarding the animals' uh, welfare Generally, this time of the year, animals would be kept indoors because of the weather, the terrible rain and what mm-hmm. have you. So they're over there, they're nice and cosy, they have water, they have hay, and they're taken home every evening and then brought back the next day, and they're very, very well looked after. So there's no question of the the uh, the health or welfare of the well, animals.
1: I, again, again, I'm quoting from Morning Ireland, where... Um, the word peace and goodwill, goodwill was used and the representative of the Labour Party said well there hasn't been, hasn't been much peace and goodwill shown towards the Lord Mayor, Miss Conroy for making this decision Well the fact that the thing was arbitrarily made by the Lord Mayor Yeah but that's, that's any Lord Mayor could have made the decision That's apparently, it's one of the things they can decide, like they live in a mansion house, the mansion house for the year is their house and they can decide what's going to be in front of it. Oh, absolutely. I have no, I've no, no problem with that. But we have a
5: situation where the Lord Mayor is elected for one year. And here we have every single Lord Mayor of every religion, nationality, men and women. And every mm. one of them were delighted, delighted to have the crib outside the mansion house for the last, since 1994, I think.
1: With no problem whatsoever. Yeah, but as one, as one, another, Claire, another, uh, green councillor, city councillor tweeted at the weekend, uh, she was basically making the point, that, well, the Lord, he said next year, a Fianna Fáil Lord Mayor, and she mentioned the Fine Gael, Lord Mayor, um, if they can bring back dancing monkeys and put a real baby in the live crib or whatever uh, they think defines Christmas. Joe, it's a uh, wonderful
5: I don't, know where dan- I don't
1: know where dancing monkeys come into Christmas, but anyway. <laughs> Joe, it's a
5: wonderful tradition of Christmas for people from all over Ireland to come to Dublin during the whole Christmas period. The excitement of being in a large city, the excitement of the shopping centres which we have now, and the, the wonderful window displays. and well, everything we now live, but
1: well, Frank, it's not fair to say, we now live, you mentioned shopping centres, and like there used to be a time in Ireland... Um, when every, everything closed on Christmas Day because it was a Christian festival, and we were primarily a Christian country, that's no longer. We are primarily a Christian country, but we are now multi-denominational. And to have. But Joe,
5: that's the whole. That's the whole thing about Christmas.
1: Christmas is shared by everybody.
5: Well, not Please everyone, but well, not
1: everyone. Not every religion believes that Christ is the Messiah.
5: We're not going into that, Joe. It's the fact of the celebration of Christmas. It's a season of peace and goodwill to everybody. Except we get together as families. We get together as families in our houses. People come home from overseas to join the family again. And it's that wonderful camaraderie and all of the excitement for children of Santa Claus and the whole thing there. I mean, if you want to get rid of... If you want to get rid of things, you might as well throw the baby out with the with the bathwater. And uh, the, baby the, next, thing is, about, the next thing we know is the next thing we know is our um, all our all our ruined monasteries and round towers will be called a derelict sites and cleared. I mean, well, where, are we, well, well, we where are we going with all this? Where are we going with all this? It's open to everybody. There's no but you're um, the way. The, you know the way in the
1: American they call and the say they call a happy holiday, so it's it's inclusive.
5: Well, uh, Joe, we have Christmas. We have Christmas. We invite everybody to join us in celebrating Christmas, regardless of where they come from or what have you. We invite people into our homes. We celebrate, and we have this goodwill. We may get a present from them or whatever. And that's whole joy of the peace and excitement of Christmas itself. Okay. If you go the other way, Joe, you're quite welcome. It's a commercial, it's a commercial uh, marketing uh, plan for businesses or what have you to make their money, which they make, which they're quite entitled to do. But uh, if you want to commercialise Christmas, that's for business. But the other side is this thing where you don't need money in the sense of uh, visiting the crib mm-hmm. and the whole thing here is to close it off to the children. That's well, you see, well that's, well, well, that's
1: not what the... No, the Lord Mayor would never do that. Never do that
5: banning the crib the whole aspect the whole they're not banning the crib
1: they're replacing it with something different with the sleigh and it'll be interactive and it's going to be a post box, and and the plans are in in the making are you familiar
5: with the origins
1: of a crib Joe? I presume it's to do with the baby G's in Bethlehem is it?
5: no let me tell you Joe it's okay. very very simple the um it was in the year 1223 that St. Francis of Assisi,
3: okay, it was the, the, one of, yeah. he
5: obtained permission from Pope Honorius to have a memorial erected on the wooden slopes of Greccio in Italy. And he said, I'd like to make a memorial of that child who was born in Bethlehem, and in some way behold with bodily eyes the hardships of his infant state, how he lay in a manger on hay with an ox and an ass standing by. This was the beginning of the traditional devotion okay. to the Christmas Crib. So, so it the crib is, began so it is, as a Christian well, memorial. Well, a Christian well, memorial. Well,
1: well, it began as a Catholic memorial. From what a you, Christian memorial. You no, know, as a Catholic memorial. No, you, no, Joe. It's also did you not mention that no, Francis? Obviously. Yeah, I know, but did you not say to me that St. Francis own, wrote to the churches. Pope? He had, before that, there had been no Crib, Joe. No, anywhere. but did, did St. Francis write to the Pope? He did. Yeah, to well, get then a, to have a well, then it's a. Well, well, then it's a. Then it's a Catholic thing. I. Don't, I know Christians have taken it on board. Was that not part of the point? Now I see Mary McAleese and her uh, letter, which is to, to the Lord Mayor, um, and again criticism from the Greens this morning saying why didn't the the ex-president ask to meet the Lord Mayor and whatever? And it um, was a pretty hard-hitting letter. Now she mentions. Um, and I read this, so why didn't I remember a property? And thank you for, thank you for correcting me, Frank, because uh, I read it on, on Sunday. You said next year would mark the 800th uh, anniversary of the 4th live crib being that's set correct. up by... That's correct. By by your name, St. Francis yeah. in Italy. Yeah. The role of... This is President Mary McCliff, a former... The role of the mansion house will be diminished to say nothing of the role of the mayor if the decision was proceeded with now. How Caroline I? I, I, I need to bring. I want to bring in Peter. Uh, uh, by the way, I'm also appealing for people. Uh, does anyone support this decision? Because I said it on Friday. Because it just broke when we were doing having our uh, funny Friday down in Wexford. I asked people uh, in the audience about 300 people. Does anyone support the decision? And there wasn't one single hand. But that's that's not scientific by any stretch. Father, Father Peter Gilroy, Father Gilroy. Good afternoon.
6: Good afternoon, uh, Joe. Yes. Joe. it's Joe, it's Kilroy,
1: K-I-L. Oh, sorry, Kilroy. Okay, Kilroy, <laughs> no. Kilroy is here. Okay, Kilroy but, is
6: here. Always oh, he's here. All right. Good man. By so, the way, by the way, uh, may I may I start with a diversion? Your Friday program was fantastic okay. last Friday. Right,
1: you're giving it, you're giving it your blessing. I am. <laughs>
6: yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, exactly. Okay. Now, as regards the Crib yeah. Your the other your your previous your immediate predecessor there Frankly. covered an awful lot of ground. My my I, I'm just uh, quietly uh, thinking and have been thinking since I heard about this decision. Another little piece of secularisation is is uh, w- 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 wending its way through Ireland. Is there anything particularly Christian, for example, Joe, about a letterbox? I think i my objection is mm-hmm. that it is um, she is secular uh, the word I have what, the word I use is that she is secularizing the occasion.
1: Well when she was interviewed then, by Brian Dobson, it was quite a long interview um, and we've just given a, any interview since as far as I know, even though there are requests in. Um, but she did say she wanted the whole uh, um, event are seen in front of the mansion as to be more inclusive.
6: I don't, I, I don't follow her argument there, you know. You see, there's, there's, there's not, the, the animals, by the way, as far as that goes, are, 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 are very well cared for, Joe. They have veterinary uh, care. And, and every night mm. brought back to where they come from, namely Enniskerry.
1: Yeah, they there, yeah, where their lodgings are, yeah.
6: Yeah, no, it's just, I haven't, uh, I mean, I just, I want to just keep my cool about it. I think, no matter what Well, Father, well, Father,
1: Father Peter, where, where was your last ministry? I know you're retired, you tell me. Where was your last uh, ministry? In other words, I presume you had a crib in the church.
6: Uh, I'm trying to remember. I'm sure we had My
1: last ministry. Oh, I own a road, never. Oh, lovely place. Yeah, big church. Very big church. Big church, yeah. I'm I'm sure call, we, I hard to I'm sure we had a crib, yeah. Yeah, so, but I'm saying, is that not the place for cribs in churches?
6: Ah, I wouldn't argue that. I don't
1: know. You think not? Yeah. No, I I'm asking you, you're talking about the secularisation of society. That's right. But that's my
6: main. That's my main
1: point. But is it, is it fair to say that we are no longer Father Peter a Catholic country? No, but I
6: like to think. I like to think, as your previous speaker said, Joe. Even if we're not, even if what you say is true,
3: mm-hmm.
6: I, 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 I really firmly believe that in a majority of cases we may not be Catholic. But we're Christian. We're Christian. Yeah. The Crib didn't distinguish between didn't distinguish between Catholics and Protestants and Church of Ireland, Church of this and Church of that. The Crib was there as 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 as, 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 as a Gael member said there quite recently, literally because there was no room at the inn. Yeah, well
1: that's okay? apt. That's apt, isn't it? And. Ireland at the minute, especially in our capital city. But um, so, you, so you don't think the Lord Mayor maybe the Lord Mayor was trying to reflect that we're no longer a Catholic country like the Catholic Church asked us to vote against divorce. They asked us to vote against contraception going way back. They asked us to vote against same sex marriage and the majority of the people ignored them. Mm, no,
6: no, I, I, I I take that point Joe. But at the same time, um. I, I, I'm, I'm in support. May, may I say this, and I hope it happens, and I, I, I haven't too much more to say, except okay. that I agree with, I can't name them, but the two Fine Gael TDs who stated over the weekend or at some very recently that if it's not, that if the Mansion House is not going to exhibit a crib, they said, we'll see to it. That a crib does mm. exist, uh, come to existence somewhere else in Dublin. I wish them well in that.
1: Well, where? Well, the Dean of Christ Church Cathedral has offered of the front, you know, the grassy knoll there at the, part of the front of the. Oh,
6: well, maybe, yeah, I don't know. What, I couldn't say what, about that. You know. Well,
1: well, what do you think if it was if it was moved to a Protestant location?
6: Don't mind. Don't, don't mind. mind.
1: Okay. Don't
6: mind. What but I'm, ch- I'm laid back no, it, but i back about The only thing is the I tell you it. what, Joe. I'm excuse me, interrupt me. No. I tell you what, I'm disappointed, like you know, and I don't I don't accept her arguments, really.
1: Yeah, which is the Mary Magdalene. But there is there is the moving crib, Father Peter, and it's not me. There is a moving crib, and it's up in Parnell Square.
6: That's I've, right. I remember is, hearing I've never, I uh, never saw a oh, uh, well,
1: I, then, well, then, I'm so, I'm so deeply upset you've never been now. Because it's, well, there's no, there's no live animals in that, Peter. No, no. No, no, it's a different, it's a different experience, but it's still some fantastic experience. Yeah. I've, I've and Father Peter, that- how long you retired?
6: Well, do you know what the diocese retires people like me about ten years? I oh. had to retire when I was seventy-five.
1: And how's your retirement been so far? Many more well, years. Well, it's obviously.
6: been. Um, I, I. It's been. Um, wait, let me see. Oh, well, listen, I, I. I'll give you the answer to that. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> the archbishop will, will take this on board too. Yes, okay. Yeah. Um, with the with the shortage. With the shortage of clergy and the difficulty about priests being one priest to cover two or three parishes, I'm happy about my retirement. I'm glad to be retired.
1: And how do you pass your time?
6: Well, um, (coughs) excuse me. Well, I, 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 I. I, uh, I'm very limited in what I can do. Uh, I pass my time maybe by reading or going out. Um, Having been driven a car, Joe, for... Oh, you're taking me down other roads now. Having driven a car for 50 years, one of my big disappointments was that I was no longer permitted to drive because the eyes... Ah. Uh, I I suffer from, uh, I'm sure you know what it is, macular Ah, degeneration.
1: My own mother, God rest, was crippled by it.
6: So I pass my time, I suppose, sometimes via, I read, but via a degree of boredom. Okay. But at the same time, I think I spent, uh, I was ordained in 1964, I think I've done my
1: time, Joe. Yes, I, I think you definitely. Have. But the idea of boredom, Peter. Yeah. Uh, did you? Well, uh, I know as you say you have great difficulty with your eyes, but yeah. The movie that's on at the minute, The Banshee of Yeah, Yes, the, so the, I believe. I,
6: yeah, I, but at, I,
1: the, I at, this, at the heart of that, it just had just no spoiler, in the first five minutes. The Brendan Gleeson character. Column says to the Colin Farrell character, who's called Parig "I'm bored with you. You're boring." (laughs) I know. So, would you? What what did you say? You have a modicum of boredom, which you you can cope with. It can you?
6: Yes, I can. Yes, I can. I'd have to. I'd have to admit yes to that. But I was obsessed about the. the, I hope something can be done about the crib.
3: That's all. Okay. Okay.
6: and, and by, thank
1: you for okay. Thank you for talking to me. And 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 a little message to people about macular degeneration, please. I know it's it can be hereditary, but um, and the treatment, as you know, Peter. I don't know whether you were getting the injections. Oh, I
6: had a lot of treatment, uh, Joe, up at the beacon. The beacon.
1: And did you get the injections into the eye?
6: I did many of them.
1: Oh my God! I don't and know. by the
6: way, Joe, if, if for anybody who's listening. It, it sounds awful, sticking a needle yeah, into yeah,
3: an eye, yeah. which
6: it is. It's not quite as bad yeah, as it sounds. I know that. But my doctor, Doctor. Dorothy Martin, did the very best he could for me.
3: Okay. But and
6: he wasn't able to bring the level up, uh, which was necessary with regard with regard to driving a car.
1: And can you can you read a newspaper? Can you
6: only with the help of a magnifying glass?
1: Okay. Okay. And you helped with modern technology, iPads and laptops and Kindles. Not really up not to so. it.
6: No, no, no. I'm a this, uh, and this, uh, on the, and on the outside there.
1: there are. Where are you from originally, Peter?
6: Oh well, originally I'm not far. I live in Booterstown. Yeah. Um, I won't answer the question now, Joe. And um, I want to do, a, <laughs> I, 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 I want to do a little honour to the place I'm from. Mount Merrion County Dublin.
1: It's down the road from us here, yeah.
6: Down the road, yeah.
1: And that has given us many a, a fine priests. I'm thinking of Father Pat McManus who's up where we are uh, yes. now and and
6: by the way uh, now bishop who had to return I think Bishop, uh, now a Bishop, I think he's in Limerick. Bishop Donald
1: Murray. Oh, yeah. Great family. The brother of the late great journalist, Paddy Murray. Great journalist. And, and a very well-respected Bishop. So, Father Peter Kilroy, good to mih le maith I And I, I hope radio from time to time might relieve the, the, the uh, madicum of boredom. Oh, indeed
6: it does. Indeed it does. May I end where I began?
1: <laughs> yes. Yet...
6: The Friday Joe Duffy uh, okay. show from, wasn't it in Wexford?
1: Wexford, yeah. It's old, I it's never old...
6: laughed as much okay. in a long time. It's old that style. was a great production, yeah. and I want to offer congratulations to all concerned.
1: Well, that was Annette Egan who let that one, but it's old-fashioned old, fa- old fashioned variety comedy. That's what we go for. Father Peter Kilroy, good to meet market, uh, Father. And many, many more years of uh, contented and uh, active in your own way, as you say, active retirement. Joe at RT.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815.
0: Talk to Joe on 0818 715 People want to talk about
1: the crib and the capital and the decision to um, move it from outside the mansion house. a remove it. I'm sure it will be moved somewhere else, but it's a removing of it. Gary Doyle, you support the Lord Mayor.
7: I do indeed, Joe. How are you? Good. Yeah, and uh, well, but, but before I start, just just compliment uh, your last contributor there. Lovely, lovely man. Lovely contributions, Father Peter.
3: Yeah,
7: um, Father Peter. Um, yeah, I mean, this is not anti-Catholic and it's not anti-Christian, but this is a very different state to the state it was um, ten, twenty, thirty years. The one that you and I grew up in, Joe. And I think the census figures will reveal that. And you know, we need it rather than anti-Catholic or anti-Christian, it's pro-diversity, pro-inclusion. And, you know, people talk about secularism and inclusion and diversity as though they were bad words. Um, and I would liken this, and I've, I've campaigned for a mm-hmm. while, uh, to the Angel as an RTE. Um, it, it's, it's a representation. Um, uh, it's the the Angel is an anthem of the Catholic Church and the Christian philosophy. The Crib is a commemoration of the birth of of, of Christ, it's, it's Christian, it's Catholic, and this state, if it's going to put public monuments or public mm-hmm. displays uh, by the Lord Mayor of of, uh, of the capital, uh, they need to be something that gives a nice message to everybody at this time of year, not just a uh, message of I mm-hmm. I worked with Concern once upon a time. I lived in Bangladesh, very, very Muslim country. Yeah. And you felt it. You felt it as a... As a as a non-Muslim from a different country. And, you know, we have, you know, again, Ireland is so, so different. Um, and if, if there are, you know, again, back to the Angelus, how does how do the Muslims, non-believers, uh, people of, of all faiths and none feel when the national broadcaster broadcasts mm. the Angelus twice a day? Um, it, it, it is not representative, in my view... But it's an fair
1: of, to say now, Gary... Even the visuals around the Angelus at the six o'clock on television. The, the visuals around the Angelus. The Angelus has now been, um, mm-hmm. re- I can't say, rebranded as a as a minute of re- reflection. Yeah, right.
7: um, but it is still it is still an association. Its origins are mm-hmm. Catholic and Christian, and its it, its origins are therefore. And some of the images are. And, but, but
1: but the broadcasting of the Angelus. Mm-hmm. Is a very Irish thing. It doesn't happen in other Catholic countries, uh,
7: to no. But it's very Irish and it's very Catholic. And some of the imagery is of crucifixes. Some of the imagery, but it's that not gone. <laughs>
1: there, there's no imagery of crucifixes anymore in the. No, a, but
7: the the association the association that is still there. And I mean, if if people want again, Joe, it's okay. in my in my view, it's not the role of the national broadcaster to to deliver. Uh, a moment of reflection. If I want a moment of reflection, I go to the back backyard and I listen to the birds. Okay. I look at the the, the the leaves, the beautiful leaves changing, and the, the buds hiding for for next year. I don't need the national broadcaster to deliver that mm-hmm. to me. Um, and I and I. I but don't the alternative
1: need... that's been proffered for outside the mansion I was a post box of sleigh, and it sounds like yeah. it, sounds like a sh- anything you can see in a shop. A sleigh to take it, forward, it, you can see that in any be. shopping center.
7: It could be, and uh, you know, it's it, yeah, I mean, it it, it may, but you know, what's, what's its purpose? It's the purpose to be, to be neutral. I'm not, I'm not really familiar with what I, I heard about the postdoc thing, and yeah, it's it's uh, it, I'm not sure what the purpose is, but the purpose is open to interpretation by everybody, not by anybody walking past and say, Oh,
1: that's true. you that's agree first. with the decision because it's the crib, the crib as I we would. understand it, is it?
7: I would, and we're, we're building a new Ireland, Joe. You, you and I. Grew up in the Ireland uh, created by John Charles McQuaid, and we're still shedding the vestiges of that. But in two um, six,
1: in that. the census of two sixteen, eighty mm-hmm. percent of the population said they were Roman Catholic. Eighty percent. Yeah, yeah. In and the I, and I probably, from now, I think like you, like you, I'm fascinated to see what the figure will be. This mm. time, but I'd say yeah. it might be down ten percent. But I can't imagine it being down sixty percent.
7: Well, uh, I think some of that is because you know you're required to put in the religion you're you're born with. Than, I mean, I would no, now, no, you no, you're
1: not, you're not, you're not, you're not. And the yes, census form yes. is quite clear. It's the religion yes. you currently feel, and you could and which, you could put in you could it? put in no. I'm talking about the most recent census, but you you can put in no religion.
3: Yeah, but anyway, yeah, we we'll wait
1: and see. There's no point in speculating. But I take it by stay with us, Gary. Uh, okay. uh, Hilary Taylor, Hilary, good afternoon.
8: Hey, good afternoon, Joe. How are you? And
1: what do you think of <laughs> the decision to, to get rid well, of Well, I'm it?
8: just very disappointed to think that uh, the commercialization of Christmas continues. Uh, like you mentioned earlier on, that it is. You can go into any shopping centre. You can go into almost any street and see, you know, the Christmas lights, all the tinsel, all the trappings of Christmas.
3: Mm-hmm.
8: And uh, if, if that's what you want, and yes, that's what we all want. I mean, my, uh, my children are long grown up and they're grandchildren now. But uh, you can get that and they go to see Santa and they go to in lots of places. They sit on sleighs, They have photo ops. All of this is... Uh, <laughs> available just about anywhere. The one thing that was unique about the mansion house was that it was different. It had a crib, it was eco-friendly, it had greenery, it had animals, it it was all about nature. Yes, the central point was the crib and the birth of Jesus, but that is what Christmas is about. It's about Christ. Most people Many people, I should say, mm. don't celebrate Christmas from that point of view, and that's their prerogative. That's yeah. fine. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to go and visit cribs. You can get the rest of us just about anywhere. But the unique nature of uh, of, the, of the, the live crib is, is amazing, and for children to see live animals, mm. etc., uh, around, it, it's, it's a wonderful experience. If you get rid of the, if, if the live animals are the problem or are the issue uh, in the crib, well then you'd have to get rid of all the petting farms and things like that around the country if that's the way the Green
1: Party is going. Okay, well stay with us. Uh, Hilary uh, is... Um... It wants the crib and the live animals, which is the unique selling point, I suppose, of the crib, as I'd imagine. And I animals. don't mean it as a selling
8: point, Joe. No, I'm sorry. It's a unique. It's It's, it's, it's unique. I should have
1: just used the word yeah. unique and <laughs> yeah. not gone into yeah. it. Jerry Boland, yeah. Jerry, joe at rte wants the text number. Jerry, you're in favour of the crib being banned?
9: Um, well, I am. Um, like it's, it's, it's quite a long way down my list of priorities in yeah. terms of animal rights issues. Yeah. I've been doing interviews all day today, Joe, because of World Vegan Day, which is something else I'm involved in,
3: okay, which yeah. is a
9: celebration of, of, of animals um, and not eating them. But in terms of the crib, I, I'm astonished that it's getting so much coverage because um, it's such a small issue in terms of animal rights. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we shouldn't be putting animals um, in small spaces in the middle of a city so people can come along and gawk at them. That's not... Um, It's a very bad example to be giving for children. I completely disagree with the woman who was just on before. Um, I would be somebody who would be against keeping animals in captivity completely. Um, I also think that it's a very handy kind of feel-good factor um, and selling point for the IFA because, you know, they come along every year and it's a showcase for their animals. But when I Mm. look at the crib, Joe, I look at the sheep that's there um, that's been gawked at by people all day, and I look at an animal that's going to end up in the slaughterhouse. And that's as simple as it is. And, you know, like, <laughs> nobody talks much about the three and a half thousand pigs that are going to be slaughtered this year, or about the hundred million chickens that are going to be slaughtered this year, all of whom are kept but in all But,
1: Jerry, the DSPCA said they were happy with the, the live crib at the Mansion House. They had no crib very, about it.
9: Very, very funny, Joe. Very, no, very, very disappointing, um, I have to say, from the DSPCA. Extremely disappointing. I don't think the DSPCA should be encouraging. Um, the bringing of um, animals into a city and putting them in a live trip in a small space for people to come along and look at them all day. I don't think that's good welfare. Like, you know, not even not even an animal right uh, OK, but, but
1: but like, as I heard someone else say, well, if you we want, to, who's in favour of getting rid of the live animal experience outside the mansion, I was, well, go to the zoo. But you have to pay into the zoo. You pay handsomely into the zoo.
9: Yeah, but uh, I don't think animals are there for us to kind of, you know, like, animals aren't on the planet, Joe, for us to... And um, put in in confined spaces so we can look so at can them. Can we keep dogs? Can we them. can
1: we keep dogs as
9: pets? Well, we well we do keep dogs. No, yeah. Can, like sh- a, a, what,
1: what's your view on that?
9: No, no. It's like, it's a very complex issue. But my my view is that we shouldn't be putting wild animals certainly into confined spaces for our education. Like, they're not here for our education. They're here for their for their own lives. And um, and we can learn a lot okay, more he, about wild he, animals. Hillary,
1: do you want to come in on that? We well,
8: in, you know, you've mentioned the point of like, animals are in various places so that people can see them and recognise them. But to my way of thinking, it's actually learning to value animals and to appreciate animals and they, and to appreciate nature.
3: <laughs> it does children opposite.
8: particularly if well We're, you're that, that's your your opinion and i have mine and that's fine you're entitled to your opinion and i think i'm entitled to mine as well i see my grandchildren and they they love visiting say petting farms and things like that they love going to the zoo now okay the zoo is probably another issue for large animals etc you're probably possibly you have a, 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 an issue with that as well but my grandchildren absolutely love nature and would be enthralled are enthralled anytime they see live animals and then they appreciate them you know in uh, later in the year when they you know in the summer months they go out and they can see them in the fields as we go through the country and they say oh you know there they are and it's just building up an appreciation of, of, of nature, of animal life around the world. And uh, I, I just think it's a shame that uh, here we are getting kind of a sleigh and loads more tinsel in the mansion house instead of, all the, instead of nature in its reality.
9: But do you not think it's completely contradictory and hypocritical to be doing all of that loving of nature and loving of animals and then to be sticking forks in them at night time? Like, it's amazing the way people have this kind of strange well, kind of I'm not prepared. Yeah, I, I'm well, not with,
8: sorry, sorry you, I don't mean to yeah, interrupt you. Yes, I did to Well, we
9: have this bizarre relationship with animals where we treat our, our dogs and our cats like kings and queens. And just because pigs are not cuddly, cute and cuddly, and we can't keep them as pets, we do the most appalling things to them. So, a, I, I think keeping animals in, in small spaces just so we can look at them, that's not why animals are here. Animals are here because they're just part of the planetary experience. And we have, we have completely taken control of their lives. Um, we've embedded them into our lives. They've no agency of themselves. So, the only animals that have any agency are wild animals. And even in. Anyway, so that would, that would be my point. I, I think it's, it's, um, it's a shame that. Um, it's getting such coverage this particular issue as i said when there are so many farmed animals living horrendous well that, well lives that get, that, gets, yes. that
1: gets a lot of coverage as well jerry and to be But you you're on now talking about it so that helps yeah no, it no, does help, go, help
9: uh, yeah but jerry i really hang
1: have on to jerry, in jerry in relation
8: d- to farmed animals i don't i don't like the um, um, you know animals being kind of uh, chickens i suppose grown uh, in this uh, in, in sheds and stuff like that. Um,
9: that's where all your chicken meat comes from. Like 99% of all your chicken meat yeah, comes I, from sheds. I, I,
8: Chickens I, I that I are I know that, at and, and I would agree with age. you. I would agree with you on that point. That that's, it, it looks extremely cruel. To, it seems extremely cruel to me. However, bringing an, an animal in to help children to appreciate, if you want to appreciate the animals, children have to know what they are. Mm-hmm. So, Joe, I think if you,
6: Joe, how, how Joe, do they, they know what
1: they are if they, are like they can't see them? Well,
7: who's that, Gary? This is Gary, yeah. yeah. Joe. It, it seems to me that there's two conversations going on here. One one is the animal, one, one is the the, the uh, presenting of a, a Catholic Christian imagery outside yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of, of the, the mansion house. Now, in my mm-hmm. view, and I respect the wrong views, is that, you know, if people want a crib and they're Catholic. Well, then, keep, put the cribs inside the Catholic places of worship, the churches, and the Catholics can go along there. And I know you, you, you made you made the point well there about the division of people in the country. But if you remember the churches, Joe, when you and I were going to mass back in the in the sixties and seventies, the, the attendance compared to the attendance now, that to me would be far more representative of the. The, the 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 you know the catholic nature or
1: mm. non catholic okay. nature of this country now
7: but certainly if people want cribs put them inside a church where people can go and okay. privately practice Okay their own just choices. I just
1: want to ask Jerry on on Jerry you you mentioned that dogs and cats are treated like royalty but dogs dog the only reason dogs are treated like royalty is they're domesticated wolves and you're domesticated within a very a relatively short period of uh, I think three generations but, but do you object to people keeping dogs? Ah, no, I don't
9: object to people keeping dogs. Like, it's like so it the is. Whole...
1: So you accept that the argument is nuanced. Um, like, have well, you seen Have you seen Jenny, the uh, star of again the? You think if, I do nothing else but watch that movie? But the, the and I'm not being paid. By, uh, the, did you see the Banshee of Enishuren? Did you see yeah, the? No, I haven't seen it. Yet, did you see the, mini, the miniature donkey. when the miniature donkey comes on the screen, uh, people in the in the cinema went, "Ooh, ah." Uh, Paul McGrath, they all loved a little donkey. And uh, the other thing as well is you're familiar with animals like little donkeys and dogs uh, and small horses going around hospitals, going around, being led around hospitals where people can pet them and people who run well get an enormous amount of uplift from that. Do you, yeah, not, do you agree I, I, with I, I, that, Cherry? That's a, I, I've, never that's a that animal,
9: I've, I've never said that animals should be withdrawn from society. I think there's okay. a role for all kinds of animals to play a role and a positive role in so, society. So we like, didn't, if
1: we didn't, if people didn't eat um, beef or whatever, would you have to call the cattle population to keep it in control?
9: Well, like, the reason we have so many cows is because we I know he, that.
1: Well, what do you think of the culling of the deer in the Phoenix Park? Wild animals.
9: I don't agree with it. Oh, but I, okay. I, accept that there's, I accept this as an issue. But my main point there would be, Joe, is that very, very little money and very little research have gone into alternative methods. It seems to be that the first thing people think of when there's an overpopulation of a particular species is get out the guns and shoot them. That's okay, and, day, and the so is.
1: today a big day for shooting boards. For of November is back again, isn't it? You can shoot boards from today, certain boards or whatever. Okay, Jackie Bourne, Jackie, joe at rt.ie before the break. Jackie, your point, please.
10: My point is the spectacle of the crib at, outside the Mansion House at Christmas is part of Dublin's Christmas. I have fabulous memories of bringing nieces and nephews mm-hmm up to see the crib. And it wasn't just the live crib that's on the forecourt of the mansion house. I mean, I have photographs of Nita's sitting on the big red chair. And I, you know, I'm trying to remember, there were, would be tall nutcracker statues. And um, there was a sleigh, there was a Wonderland snowman, there was uh, the big candy sticks. So we had both sides of Christmas, if you want mm-hmm. to put it that way. But... It was magical. It was magical. I mean, I do remember one time bringing one niece, and when we came out, I said, "Well, what did you think of that?" She said, "I never knew there was a llama in the crib because there was a llama in the crib." That That was that was that
1: was a a llama, God.
10: (laughs) (laughs) But it was so funny, you know. But it was just magical, and you know, it is part of Dublin's Christmas. Hey, yeah, but it only it's it's
1: uh, well don't don't get too dewy eyed Jackie. It was no, only I'm it's not uh, too dewy <laughs> it's, uh, no, no but but I'll bring it back It's it's only there and since nineteen ninety
10: seven. I know, I know, but it is part no, of since Christmas. Noel Porcel
1: never saw it. You know what I mean? I know he didn't. But you
10: know what? <laughs> I have a I have and if it's not broken when I try to fix it. And okay. like you know, I, it has been said many times today, you know, it is and the prerogative of the Lord Mayor to make this decision. But as a public representative, should she not be listening to the public? And I remember yeah. when this story broke the other evening, uh, I heard it on drive time, I think it was, I heard it during the day, but I, I looked online to see was there a petition or something. But the... Irish Independent were running a poll yeah. and at that stage it was 84% of the public had said no they want the crib, crib yeah. kept and 14% so like you know it's not just the, the uh, politicians who are coming out with well they get airtime but what about joe public like myself you know yeah. we we you know, she is representing us
1: Okay. I'd say listen to the people, and as I said, we had three hundred people, and this, this is in Wexford, though people see it as in Dublin as our capital, like yeah. it was national, but i I asked three hundred people in Wexford when the story broke on um on Friday, anyone in favor of getting rid of the live crib outside the mansion house and there wasn't one single person, but anyway, do you remember the theater royal, Claire Claire gone okay. I'm just saying, there's a campaign. Well, it's led primarily by the great Connor Doyle. I mentioned Noel Porcel to have a new little laneway. On the, have you seen the uh, people know the, where the theatre? Well, I've never, never saw it before my time. Hawkins House, that whole square college house, and that goes all the way round to where the pub used to be, and where. Um, obviously, the, not the Adelphi House, but Apollo House used to be. That's now massive. I say it's the biggest building site in the country. But what, there's going to be a number of new streets through it, and Conor Doyle is trying really, really hard. And I think he's getting somewhere to have uh, a little one of the one of the lanes uh, renamed Theatre Royal Way, which would be lovely. And he has support, I'm told, from uh, Councillor Dermot Lacey, who's an extraordinarily hard-working Labour Party councillor uh, in Dublin, has been for many a long year. OK, back after the break. Joe at RT.ie, 51551 text number.
0: Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe! Talk to Joe on 0818
1: 715 seven five81 And Joe at rt.ie and 51551 is our text number. By the way, people absolutely, totally, completely bowled over by Claudia Boyle and the comedians. But uh, I know Father Kilroy mentioned the comedians, but they're also bowled over by um, Claudia Boyle on uh, Friday down in uh, Wexford. But just to let you know that Claudia Boyle will be with us live uh, and in person on, the, on Christmas Eve, Saturday, the 24th of December, between 9 and 11, outside of Bailey in Duke Street in Dublin, uh, if you want to see it. It's back on. That tradition is back as well after a two-year uh, hiatus. I don't know why we couldn't do it for the last two years. Was it, yes, it was, because of that awful, awful pandemic which we... Uh, forgotten about, I hope, hopefully, but still taking precautions such as masks, rightfully. Des Keegan, Des, this is a, this is a, a difficult one to explain, but go ahead, Des. Good afternoon, Joe. Um, good to talk to you. Likewise. Um,
6: uh, it's to do with former soldiers and the according of um, the honour of having their coffins dressed with okay. the national flag uh, during uh, the ceremony in the church. And it's come to pass in the last number of years that um, we had a problem sorted out in the in the client diocese a number of years ago, but once we go to another diocese, um, we're just refused entry into the church mm-hmm. with the so, coffin so dressed what, in the so, flag.
1: So what happened? There, so there was an incident which.
6: Is, yeah, last week, um, last Friday week, um, we one of our members. I'm a member of IOMVA, that's the Irish United Nations yeah. Veterans Association.
1: Great, a great um, organisation, yeah.
3: Yeah, great. and
6: uh, one of our members died. Um, he's an old Congo veteran, a very good friend, very loyal person. In the last number of years, he was incapacitated to the extent where he took part in our Patrick's Day parades in his wheelchair. Uh, still totally committed to it. Um, now, we try you to keep can, you can name
1: You can name him if you wish, Dass.
6: Okay. Well, yeah. I, I spoke with his son there. I had a cup of coffee with his son last okay. Friday, John, and John has no problem. His name is Michael McCarthy. Okay. Well, God
3: um, rest and, him. Uh, and yeah.
6: the family, uh, a lovely gentleman. Uh, and John didn't have any problem with uh, with the okay. name of his father. So, so, so as he said to him, well, as he said to me, his father's was proud to join uh serve the state. So, you know, he's proud to have his father's name named. Okay. Yeah. So we we, uh, we approached the priest in the funeral home um, prior to going to the church because we keep the thing nice and low key uh, so there's no confrontation and the family don't know uh, if there's a problem or not. And the priest, uh, an absolute gentleman, Father Condon, he's an ex chaplain from uh, the Metropolitan Police, very courteous. Uh, hmm. But he said it just wasn't allowed in the diocese. It was a. a just an instruction from the Bishop of the Diocese mm-hmm. that the flag is not allowed into the church. So we took it at face value there. But when we went to the church, we were lined up for the Guard of Honor. We approached him again in the church to see would he have maybe changed his mind. But again, he, he was going by his own instructions and he couldn't uh, change on it. So... The family, when I spoke to John uh, on last Friday having a chat with him, John wasn't aware that there had been any uh, problem. And we try to keep it low-key. We don't want to have anyone embarrassed. But it's, it's extremely annoying having to produce paperwork in every church you go to uh, where they won't leave the national mm-hmm. flagging on the coffin.
1: Now, I, we've been... Cont- well, well, the mm. Diocese of Watford and Dismore, which is, which is your, your... The Diocese involved. Um, That's uh, Archbishop uh, Alphonsus Fonsi, as he's known to his uh, congregation, um, they say there, there was a there was a mix-up, there was a confusion. The intention okay. of the priest conducting the funeral was that all deceased who committed into the church are given the same and equal treatment. And uh, reverence, and only Christian symbols be allowed on the coffin, the crucifix, the Bible, etc. Now, this is from uh, Alphonsus colonan the the Bishop of Waterford or- and Lismore. And Fonsy says, on behalf of the diocese, I wish to say that no hurt was intended, and I uh, extend sincere sympathy to the family of the deceased. But but you, you're saying there, what, you, there does be confusions. Who is allowed? Who is allowed? to uh, have the national flag over their coffin? Joe, I, I'm. Um... The
6: only—it depends, I suppose, on your on your status uh, when you depart to earth. Um, there doesn't seem to be any uh, problem whatsoever with people of high office, um, and I must say, you no, know, they are very tolerant towards serving members.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: Uh, I've never heard of any uh, problem with a serving member dying in service and uh, entering the the, uh, the church dressed like that but it, it appears to be with ex-members of the Defence Forces and mm-hmm. ex-cadio, I would imagine, for the same thing. Yeah, but they and they are
1: age most likely to die. That's correct. And you
6: see, the thing about this is, I had the first correspondence on this 15, 16 years ago, um, and I've circulated the Episcopal Conference letters to different people, and that was issued in 2012. 2010, 2012. Um, So, like, with the modern uh, day, it would take very, very little for each um, bishop secretary to send a renewal notice around to all the churches in the diocese, in every diocese in the country. And just let them know that this is no, this was brought in in the early 70s, so as not to glorify IRA people's funerals. Um, but that, as time has gone on since then, and it's about time, you know, they followed suit and went on with it. But it would be sim- very simple to send an email around. It wouldn't cost anything. Couple of minutes, and the whole thing could be sorted out.
1: Okay, just a yeah,
6: a yeah. Minor. Because we have to bring we have to bring paperwork to each and every funeral we go to, and unfortunately, this um, priest, as I said, well, was Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah,
6: yeah. And he he actually, as he went through the guard of honor in the graveyard, being the next chaplain, he actually gave us a military salute, which okay. I thought was a lovely gesture. Um, uh, fair
3: play, so, to him, yeah.
6: But it, it would be very simple for each of the bishops and each of the dioceses just to take that one simple step, Joel. And solve this once and for all. That's all we want.
1: But well, I see. Uh, I see a letter. It's from um, you, you. Submit from your from your file. Uh, from um, I don't know. The issue was taken up by uh, Owen Tyne, who was when he was army chaplain. That's right, chap. Well, yeah. yeah, the head but, chaplain. Yeah, and he was very good on it. But but uh, there's one one section I note in one of the letters you sent in. He, uh, which said, in certain dioceses, there appears to be a carryover from the past whereby different incidents from a different era determine current practice and the local clergy feel it is pastorally necessary to insist that a white pall only be placed over the coffin. One cannot dispute their motivation, Emphasising, the equality of all baptised Christians within the church. Um, But that's... We've moved on Um, from that, haven't we, Des? And that's your point. Yeah, but apart from that, Joe,
6: we would have... Yeah, and again, we do all this in consultation with the family... Yeah, and we balls. only dress okay. the, the coffin with the tricolor. colour, uh, if the family wish it. If the family want to have a white pall on the coffin, that is totally their okay. deplorable. We don't even insist on the guard of honour. We we ask them first. And even after the person is buried, we don't leave it that, Joe. We go to the family afterwards, and any medals that that person may have had, we um, ask the family if they wish to give the medals to us, and we have them mounted with whatever memorabilia they want in, okay. a, in a, a case, and we present the medals back at a date wow. that suits them. to suit them family. That's so, so, like, excellent. so yeah. we we don't we don't uh, just remember the person at that. We okay. also remember the person after death and well we have to, we've well been done. doing this for years, you know. Well
1: done, well, it's clarified now. Anyway. Thanks, Des, and, and kind regards and condolences to uh, the McCarthy family and thank okay. Michael. Okay, and, and thanks, Ty-
6: Joe, for airing this and I hope okay. that and, maybe it'll straighten out. Thank you and very and thank much, Thank you Joe. all
1: for your service, yeah. Um, thanks indeed, Des. Um, back after this quick break. Talk to Joe
0: on 0818 Joe! Talk to Joe on oh eight one eight seven one five eight one. And people
1: want to talk about the crib, Aileen Hooper. For or against the removal of the crib?
11: Oh, I'm for it being retained, Joe. I think it's a wonderful uh, symbol of Christmas, and I particularly like the fact that it's close to Grafton Street, yeah. so that people who are shopping can just pop over. Not only that, I've taken children to see it as well, and it's it's just magical. And I mean, if she's so concerned about animal cruelty, there are people sleeping rough on the streets every night who would probably love to have a crib like that to sleep in.
1: Yeah, that was know what that point. Um, if, the, if the animals were removed, would you still visit, Aileen?
11: No, I, and I come from a farming background. I'm used to animals. Oh, okay. but yeah. I, just think, I just think there's something magical about them, but particularly for children, it's just... It's just wonderful. I just think, I can't understand why she's highlighting that when we've got so many other issues
1: at hand at the moment. OK, and the, but the argument that she wants it to be more inclusive.
11: But then, like, so what does she mean then? Like, do we put in a camel? You know, what does she mean exactly? I mean, I've lived in other countries. Like, putting in a postbox and a sleigh, the postbox immediately. I mean, no adult is going to be posting a Christmas letter, let's be honest. Whereas ad- every adult can go over there and enjoy the animals as much as the children.
1: Okay, okay. Um, Noel Doherty, you're 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 in favour of it being removed.
12: I am in favour of it being removed. Yes, I mean the church owns sufficient land in Dublin city centre. If it wishes mm-hmm. to put up a crib, then put it up on those lands. Well, whereabouts?
1: Where is no the Catholic Church in Dublin city centre? The two cathedrals are Protestant.
12: I didn't say the cathedrals. There are no. But where's where's the
1: where's the Catholic Church in Dublin city centre? Uh, no, Remind me where they have the space.
12: Well, if, if, if you look at the ownership yeah. of land in Dublin City No, i Joe, we'll just, if you let me finish the point, please. Yes. I had the courtesy to get on to you. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, about, I'm sorry about I'd that. I'm sorry about that. I'd be grateful okay. well, if you'd let me explain yeah. it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm asking
1: sure, to give me a location.
12: Well, I, I don't know Dublin. I mean, Christchurch is around the corner. It, it could be put there, and I understand that there's an offer from Christchurch. Yeah, that would right. be put there. But so there is no to, difficulty but with... But that's not owned the
1: That's not owned by the
12: well, it's owned by the church. Mm-hmm. There is so much land in Dublin that is owned that has been retained by the Catholic Church, worth millions at a time when there's a significant housing crisis. This is an argument, I think, that should uh, take broader, broader scope. There is plenty of land there. Let them put it on their own land. There should be no yeah. necessity that it should be on public land. Okay. And
1: can I just think, Thank okay, you very much. Yeah, yeah you thanks. you to I
10: just
11: think the mansion house, I mean, he said, Christchurch is only a hop and a skip away. It is if you're fit and frisky, but if you're an older person, maybe on um, walking it, it's quite difficult to get up there. The mansion house is incredibly accessible. You've got a lot of space in front of it. You know, it's it's like Clarendon Street if you put it in there there'd be a mass uh, what happened in Indonesia we'd only be chicken feed with people trying to get in there to see it so it's not all it's, Mansion
1: House is ideal on so many fronts Well people I'm not trying to think of a Catholic church and well there's St Andrew's in Western Road, but it's out on the street there's no space but Claire uh, Mac you, you, Claire, McMahon, could, yeah, Claire, Claire Claire. Hello Jo how are you, you Your point please
4: um, I'm, I'm surprised at the way this is getting so hung up on Catholicism This is a Christian tradition, but the word I want to use particularly is tradition. I mean, I just, okay, first of all, I may as well say I am a practicing Catholic, okay? Um, But I respect all religions. I have no problem, uh, and and I expect no religion at all. I know people have to be attentive to themselves. But I can't understand the need to throw out traditions that are Christian. It's part of our tradition, I mean, we encourage the development of going back to the old traditional crafts, uh, developing traditional mm. music, and I can't see what this really strong need is to get rid of Christian traditions. Okay, I then. know that some people are very angry with different churches, and I understand why, but the reality is, Christmas is a wonderful tradition. Okay, and okay. it expresses the best of Christianity, which is about love, about peace. Um, and.
1: But as, as someone said this morning, there's not much love and peace being shown and goodwill being shown to the Lord Mayor of Dublin at the moment. When she made I understand this decision, but that but anyway, I'm not
4: complaining about the Lord Mayor of okay, Dublin, okay, okay, but okay. I do think it's rather a pity okay. to throw out another tradition, that it's so much...
1: Part of our history. Ah, okay, okay. The other thing I want uh, to say no, 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 Claire, Claire, I'm, I'm way over time. We'll, we'll have another opportunity, hopefully. Good to medium. I've got Claire, Claire McMahon, uh, Lee
0: Mullen on sound, Jane Galvin's BCO, producer Shannon Gorman, Ray Darcy's next. 0818 715 815 stays open until 3 pm or email joe at rte.ie.